Hey all, welcome to our podcast from OK to KO, following our journey from an OK life to a knockout life. Every Sunday after breakfast, we'll be sitting down and having a chat and publishing it as a podcast, and we hope you enjoy. Hey Kira. Hi Ollie. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Have a good week? I had a good week, thank you. How was yours? Yeah, it was really good. Anything fun happening? Um, I'm doing, uh, in the second week of my six week Rediscover Your Fire Challenge, which yeah. is a challenge that I put out for actors to take part of, part in, and the group I've got are amazing, and it's going really well. It's really fun. Cool. Are you learning a lot? Yes, a lot, for okay. sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. So I'm getting a lot from the experience. And just being able to work closely with people who are really passionate, which is the best type of people to work with. Yeah, interesting. How was your week? You had a yeah, it's good. big week. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, finished, I officially finished my job. Yeah. So now officially working for myself. Woo-hoo. Yeah, which is cool. But um, it been, it been, feels like it's been like that for ages. Like because I, of lockdown. Because of lockdown, also because I handled my notice like three months ago. And when you're in the position that I was in, which is like a client position, you can't really, you're either in or you're out. So once you've had it in your notice, you kind of get frozen out a little bit anyway. So I've been focusing mm-hmm. on my stuff for three months. But, but it's I cool. think being working from home, you know, like Definitely. everyone's been working from home. You've handed in your notice whilst working from home and I've continued to work from yeah, home it's true. the entire of your three week notice period. It's true. So it <laughs> has, hasn't felt like it's no. felt different anyway. No, not at all. But um, anyway, what's, what's our topic for this week? Our topic this week is the fear of asking for money fear. in terms of business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the, fear of, the fear of asking for a sale? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Where, so where are you on that? On that? Well, so we're, bo- we're both on different sides of the spectrum, I'd mm-hmm. say. I'm someone who has a fear block, but definitely a barrier there. Okay. I have a fear for asking, for asking for money. And you don't, right? I guess so. But I, I guess I've been in a sales position for about eight years, so mm-hmm. I kind of got used to it mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, yeah, so no, I'm not, I'm not scared of asking for, uh, for money for a service or a product or anything like that, no. Um, so tell me, what, what your fear? Where does it come from? Uh, I mean, so it, a lot of different things. I don't know. I think it's something actually in maybe the last year or so that I've realised was a fear. Oh, yeah? Because there's just a bit of a block. Well, I think you could see the, say this from like an objective perspective of seeing me. So how does this... What I'm interested in is how does a fear manifest itself? What sort of behaviours do you do? Okay, okay, okay. So things like um, invoicing... Okay. Are, oh, you invoice late? I invoice late. Okay. And then I, I'm pretty laid back about chasing them okay. up yeah um and also like feel really awkward <laughs> it's like i'm so sorry <laughs> you know yeah. uh, that, that's actually get it gotten a lot better it used to be more like that um just knowing how to price things having conversations about how much is this service even okay. having that conversation always feeling a little bit on the back foot or that apologetic that it costs anything. I think the fact that anything I'm doing mm. costs something 
I just feel so much better if it nothing cost anything. <laughs> if I didn't have to ask for money, but obviously we wouldn't survive. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting because the you know these things like so um, invoicing influences cash flow, pricing influences profit. Um, the way you talk about something influences the, your customers confidence in you yeah those are three fundamental things you need to get right in business right cash flow and profit especially yeah so i think that fear can be seriously um it's not you think you think that it's just you don't want to impose yourself on customers but actually it's you imposing yourself on your business the health of your business actually 100 percent. and i think also us being married and in a partnership of life <laughs> you know um it's an issue, right? I can't, I've got to also be bringing in money and it affects more than just me. Yeah, but, um, but we started this by you saying you were in your second week of your of this programme, yeah. you've got some amazing, passionate people on it. I guess you've asked them for money and they're paying yes. you for this. So, it was a bit of a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what's happened? Uh, I, um, the whole way of pitching it was a new way of doing okay. so um so it was the first time i'd done anything like that mm-hmm. and the response was really good so it's definitely i think opened it's what's the word broken through a barrier for me it's yeah, definitely okay. i think there'll be an ongoing change yeah from that but uh, it's still something so i'm definitely tra- in a transitory period i'm getting better yeah at asking for money for sure but i'm still aware that i'm not there right, right, right. completely I'm in it and I've got to consciously keep going because my comfort spot mm. is like oh no no don't yeah no don't don't worry about it <laughs> so, so when you're this is interesting as well so I reckon it sounds like when you're talking about asking for money because really you're talking about making a sale right yes but the, your focus is on the money yes but what if your focus in this case like your um, passionate um, clients you've got now your focus is on them as people, their clients. Right? So what if when you're looking at that sale, you instead of looking at the money side, you look at the person side. Does that make sense? So yeah, continue exa- the Okay, so for example, instead of if you're fo- money focused, you're like, okay, I'm taking X pounds. Say it's £100, right? Instead of saying, if you're looking at the money, it's like, I'm taking £100 off this person. That's the money focus. If it's the person focus, it's I'm giving over £100 worth of value to this person and I'm going to improve their life mm. that's a different perspective right mm. can you see what I mean mm. and if you focus on the money it's the taking thing if you focus on them it's the giving part oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah. Um, I think another big thing that I, I'd say this has affected both of us actually is the idea of money just not having not putting emotional weight on money oh, true. and it just being the transactional thing yeah and i think the reason i found it so hard is i'm adding this real invisible weight of what it means yeah. to ask someone for money yeah. and adding all this baggage which just i'm making up oh so the way you frame money in your head influences how you perceive other people will frame money in their heads yeah yeah that's that's really interesting yeah so, so let's get on to you because you're on the other side uh, let's see, we'll do that in a second, but okay. just on, on, that fi- on, that fi- on that thought there, right? So if you get to a point where money is unemotional to you and you think, actually, money, I use my money as an investment to improve and I can always make more money, just replace it. It's not something sacred I need to hold on to. Does that mean that when you look at your potential client, you, can, you hope that they look at it the same way as well? 
I don't think you can worry about how someone else okay. looks at it. Fine. And I think that's the thing is I've been putting my probably quite a negative, probably, I, yeah, most, I think definitely mm-hmm. a negative connotation. Not that I think money's bad. I think money can get you lots of great things, but there is something I think which I have seen it as a bit of a, oh, it's, I don't know, greedy <clears throat> or, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um, and I think that thing of whatever emotional labels are a baggage I've attached to it, maybe I'm also attaching to the other person's perspective. Yeah, exactly. And actually just remove all of that and you yeah. can't control what someone else thinks about it. And actually it's okay if they don't want to purchase it. You know, right. but it's too much for them. Um, so I think that's helping me is to, is to realise that because if you take the emotional weight off, off it, it's also not personal when someone says, nah, Exactly. That's too much. Yeah, that's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, there's absolutely zero yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like pressure for you to do it. That's just what it is. Yeah, we can exactly. talk about it. I watched um, a YouTube video of, oh gosh, I've forgotten her name. I'm not going to remember it right now. Um, and she has, she's a really, really big YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And she does like makeup and um, clothes, like yeah. fashion stuff. And she started an offshoot YouTube channel about business. Okay. Because she's doing really well. I think she has her own hair extension brand. She's very much an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she said, and I think one of the first videos was that women are terrible at talking about money. Oh, women right. hate talking about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that she'd really noticed. And she's like, you need to talk about money. Mm. And that really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, why is it so taboo? Why is it so hidden? Like, oh, here's this thing. Oh, it costs this much. But actually, if you can just... It's not a dirty secret. It's not a dirty word. If you can kind of air it out with everything else, yeah. then I think it's easier to ask for it. But I'm, like I said, I'm learning, but I'm mm. transitioning because I think you would agree that yeah. it's been a big block oh, for me. Oh, definitely. No, but you've come on like leaps and bounds in the last however many months or whatever. It's incredible the change. It's recent though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, but from my, from my side, it's, when it's asking, it's never about the money, right? So, and I... I had for about eight or nine years I've been in a sales position now when I've got my own business when you're an MD you're always in a sales position right because if you're not making a sale then no one else is so but for me it's always about the the client and I remember I've got loads of amazing memories from my career so far really amazing moments the best feelings have always been bringing on a new client or winning a new project or winning mm. a project from some other agency that we thought we weren't going to win right it's always been the win and I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just I'm quite competitive. But if you think about it in a weird sort of philosophical matching evolution to business, it would make perfect sense for us to get a buzz from a new client feeling because that is how you keep your business alive, right? And really simply put, if you have no clients, you have no business. Mm-hmm. If both of us lost all our clients tomorrow that would be the worst thing to happen for us, right? We could lose our office space, we could, someone could steal our logo, our website could crash. As long as we've got clients, we're okay. Yeah, Instagram channel could ban you, whatever. If you've got your clients, you're okay. It would be horrible. That would be pretty bad. <laughs> it would be horrible. But if, you, if someone took your clients away from you, you'd be like, okay, that's a problem. So that new client feeling was always something that really, really appeal to me, really gives me a buzz. And therefore, I've never had a problem with um, asking for money or asking for the sale 
because I want that feeling. But on top of that, you have to be very confident that what you're selling is going to help that person mm. or that person's business. And I, I also, I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say now, in the past, I've sold things to clients that probably wasn't worth the money they, put, they paid for it, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, and it doesn't feel as good, but also it's harder. Ooh. It's just a hell of a lot yeah. harder, right? So now I, I completely understand that if you are confident in that what you have is worth 10 times the value of what you're selling to someone in terms of the value you can add to them, you being in your life, especially as a coach, helping them to get, achieve their goals, I think asking for money is actually your duty. Like if you think, if you, so take your example, you're an acting coach and you get connected with an actor and you know within two months, three months of working with you, they have a very specific goal and you know you can help them get that goal. You know you can. Surely it's in your benefit, it's in your interest and their interest for you to make as much effort as possible to make that sale for both of your sakes, mm -hmm. right? Even if it is uncomfortable at what times and even if it does feel like you might be pushing the sale too hard, if the end result is they get their goal they're looking for, that's the only thing that matters, right? Or, or is that oversimplifying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's one, how can you like absolutely measure that? What do you mean? That Where you can get their goal? Yeah. Or, or, you know, you might think you can and say you can. And with, what, what's that? That's not taking into account their position. If they say at the end of it, yeah, I've absolutely achieved that. Yes. Then, But yeah. this, is why, this is why part of the sales process as well, it's got to be a conversation. Yeah. It can't be, or you've got two options. Either it's a conversation, and then you, in that conversation, you can <clears throat> filter, or what you call, in sales, we call it qualifying. <clears throat> you can qualify whether that person is right for your service or not, right? Through questioning or whatever else. The other way you can do it is make your marketing so vivid and so obvious that it's paying, it's uh, targeting that type of person that the marketing will, will filter itself. Right? Mm -hmm. Those are your two options. But if you've done that, then yeah, I don't see any problem with asking for money if you're going to help someone. Mm. I think something you're saying there, and you, you were saying it earlier, maybe I didn't quite get it properly, was about not making it about the money and making it about the person. But I think actually what perhaps I've been doing, or maybe other people who have the same fears that I yeah. do, is it's not actually making it about the money, it's making it about yourself. Mm. And what you need to do is make it about the person you're serving basically yeah so if you're because i'm worrying about oh how does that reflect on me are they going to think i'm charging too much are they going to think that what yeah, are they going to yeah. think of me whereas what you're saying is actually just just stop that noise just focus on what the other person needs yeah yeah and, and also like you know plug plug in this idea of the abundance right so there's an abundance of people out there that need your help there's no you're never going to run out of people that you can help especially even if you're in a really niche area in that case, yeah. um, you can talk to people, market to people in a way which is so obvious of what you're going to do to help them, what problems you're solving. And in that case, if someone buys your stuff, follows your, especially this is from a coach's mentality, buys your stuff, follows your programs, follows your coaching, they will get the result they want. They'll come out of it. In which case, you can, in your mind, you can be like, I'm selling you the results. I'm selling you the better life. I'm selling you a better acting career or more enjoyment mm. in acting. In my case, I'm selling you 
an agency what you're actually proud of yeah and I think it's interesting because we all have our own different histories and upbringings in terms of like what our families perspectives were on money mm -hmm. the, the narrative that we heard growing up and it's very personal yeah. to everyone and I guess the thing is not to just take your lens of yeah. what money is and apply it to the rest of the world yeah because there's yeah. going to be so many different lenses in which people view a transaction or view money Definitely. or value things so would you so let's um try and add a bit of value here right so imagine someone um who's listening to this is you a year ago 12 months ago mm. okay and they have um i guess what would they have they'd have a decent uh service or product yeah uh, that's ready they know they can help people um but they are terrified of putting a price on it and then there's that that fear they've still got the fear you had and the symptoms of that might show in underpricing something a lot mm -hmm. um not uh marketing strongly enough mm -hmm. and just not asking for the sale when they get someone in front get in front of someone who's really asking for a sale or really asking to buy what do you say to that person mm, really familiarize yourself with your product in a sense that you know exactly where the value lies exactly how you're helping someone i think if you're the more you are aligned with what it provides the more you be believe you have in okay. the product the more you can back it okay so i think yeah i that's definitely helped me with this time i you know i spent time thinking about okay but how can i make this add a lot of value yeah how can i how do i really think it would help Okay. Um, and that's made it a lot easier to talk to people about. I actually felt really comfortable this time around okay. having conversations with people about what it was and what the price was, okay. whether or not they wanted to come on board or not. Because I was like really, really comfortable mm -hmm. with the product and I really believed did, yeah. that it's, it's going to help. Yeah. So I think really, really uh, getting to grips with what it is that you're doing and, the, and why and the wider benefits of it. Okay. Um, and then with that, it's just being bold with it. I think if people can sense in your voice that you're a bit uncertain, yeah. it makes it seem that you're selling something that isn't worth what you're marking up to be. Okay. Right. So it's, you might, it might be manifesting in you that you're like, oh, I just feel awkward talking about money. Yeah. But if you go, oh, it's this much, it, it sounds oh, for sure. For sure. like... Yeah. Whoa, you're taking me for a ride then because even you don't think it's like that, <laughs> even though that's not what you're thinking. For sure. Um, but I think it's just, uh, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? I don't, what well, I think, that's, I think it's already good advice. I think the thing um, I would also want to say, I think, again, the first thing is flip the perspective, not look at the money, look at the person. So, and like you say, if you're aligned with your products and you know or your service, you know it can help them, that's great. And I think we've said this on this podcast before, but like, this idea of underpricing something. So you're, so the, the thought process is, I'm nervous about asking for money, so I'll take this thing which is worth £100 and I'll sell it for £10, right? And that does two really negative things. The first thing is people look at it as a £10 product. They don't look at it as a £100 product priced at £10 because everyone's been, and been cutting pricing for years now online, right? So they look at it as a £10 product and they think, well, there's not going to be much value in that, right? They don't look at it as a highly discounted product. The second thing is, um, if someone buys it, they're probably not going to do it mm. either because mm. they haven't invested enough to put... They call, it, they call it putting skin in the game, right? I think it's a golfing term. 
But it basically means when you've got a skin in the game and you've got money in there, um, you're, gonna, you're more likely to follow through and actually look at, listen to the stuff. And uh, I think we talked about this last week, actually, when we were in the car. Um, but yeah, that's, those are the two things. So, so beware, very, be, be very wary of underpricing stuff because it's going to do you no favours in true. any way. And, and you've experienced something similar to that, right, in the past. Uh, I don't know if I've, it, I can't remember a specific incident, but I know what you mean of the more, well, you can talk about it from my own experiences. If you yeah. invest in something monetarily, yeah, if you invest in it in terms of headspace and time as well. Yeah. You really, really dig in. Yeah, it's true. Um, and you want if whatever product you're selling, I mean, the things that I'm, I'm doing, of course, yeah. I, I want people to really commit to it. It's not just Definitely. a, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. Um, I could say another thing which I mentioned earlier but has been so helpful mm-hmm. is that idea of take detaching emotion from money. For sure. Like that was a really big breakthrough um, of hearing that and realising, oh my gosh, I, I do attach so much mm-hmm. emotion to something which is is not human. There's nothing it is literally <laughs> transactional. It's just there to allow you to it moves around and it's just allow there to allow you to function in society and it's there to serve you not the other way around it's Mm -hmm. there to help you so that has been a really 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 big game changer in my mindset how so so what's the give what's the before and after on that one on that specifically yeah uh feeling really bad or guilty for asking for money so so what's the what i mean is how are you looking at money before and how do you look at money now well, all those things, I didn't know that I was looking at money in a certain way. I just knew okay. how I felt okay, afterwards, I see, I see. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of being like, oh, just worrying about, I guess it comes down to wanting people to like you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, just feeling like, oh, a, li- a little bit bad or I-, I can't really think of another way to describe it. So I guess the connotation in that is that me asking for money is a bad thing. So asking for money is mm. avaricious. It's greedy. Greedy. It's, um, <laughs> it's not being charitable. It's not doing things for the sake of the art. Yeah. It's all of those like really negative yeah. connotations of like, um, do you care about the greater good, or are you just trying to make money? Like so much weighted load load on it when I'm just starting out. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like this huge company, and um, yeah, just I think also like you know growing up in a way that probably have always been a bit of a bargainy kind of person <laughs> okay. you know maybe as well so therefore feeling like can I ask for money just having that kind of chip yeah I'm not that I saw it as a chip but in a sales mentality mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know so I think a lot of things about it being greedy and um not um not pure to to what you're the, the thing is that that's not that's definitely not unfounded, right? Because there are massive corporations out there that own the majority of the money, right? That probably are quite greedy. I mean, like you know, this I'm not going to go into details, but there are obviously big corporations that are always in the news for tax evasion, mm. for example. That is the definition of greedy. Mm. These are billion billion dollar billion pound companies that are avoiding tax. So there is definitely you can't completely disassociate asking for money, selling stuff, and being greedy. Right, but as an entrepreneur and a coach, especially, I think it's so important to think about um, 
the value and the impact you're having. Mm. And actually, to be fair, it can be corporations as well. And a lot of corporations are doing this now. They're focusing on the impact they're having, the purpose they have. This is why you see so much purpose-driven branding, purpose-driven marketing with companies now, because that is the conversation people want to have. Mm. They don't want to talk about profits. They don't want to talk about money mm. and margins. They want to talk about purpose and impact and other things. I'm going to sneeze. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you. Um, so I'm, what I'm saying is I completely understand why you would make that link. Yeah. It's not unfounded, but it's important to disassociate. Yeah, and now I think, just to finish that off, that I, I just trying, I'm not there yet, just to see it in a more neutral space yeah. or something that's helpful, you know, like also just being responsible to, to us and our lives. Okay. There's an element which is also like, yeah, but that's not based in the real world. It's like you need to earn money. True. Uh, and you need to be comfortable asking for money in order to that's a good function point. as a human being. So, you know, sometimes you can look so wide a perspective, but you're not looking at just the day-to-day life of like your family unit it's and true. how you're helping that. And actually, this, this podcast is all about us going for a KO life. Yeah. I think it's fair to say, we don't want to be multi-millionaires, it would be nice, but the KO life is not going to be that cheap we'll need to earn money to do it exactly and for us i know that if we earn loads of money and we don't feel because of who we are and we don't feel like we've helped people's lives to help us get there we won't be happy yeah do you think that like if we just if we um i don't know stole loads of money or if we hit the lottery that wouldn't feel as good as us getting there i wouldn't mind winning the lottery (laughs) but you did that idea of helping people is central and should never be changed from the making money part. Yeah, and that's just something you said that I think this is the weird thing that I've had issue with. Yeah. Is that obviously if you can make money and help people along the way, that sounds so much better, right? Mm-hmm. But I think my issue has come <laughs> with if you're helping people, why are you asking for money? And that <laughs> is where my problems resided because I feel like there is that, that, that narrative yeah. Of like, if people are doing things for good reasons, oh, but they're, why are you commercialising off it? Which is so crazy, because yeah. obviously it's better to make money if you're also helping people, but that's been an issue for me. Yeah, but I can tell you why straight away, right? Why? Because um, you're helping, so let's take your example, you're helping actors. And the reason you can help actors is because of the years you have spent, in, spent improving your craft. The time you went to drama school, all the years after that you spent proving your craft, all the extras jobs you did, all the productions you were in, that's what people were paying for. The years of experience that you've put in. It's not just that you just happen to have been gifted this thing, you've grafted for years and you have to monetize that. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I think that doesn't help with the whole, like, if you're weird. It's just something that, you know, I need to get my head around a bit more. And I think a lot of it is that I'm worrying about what a larger, like, invisible group of people would think. And I think that's part right. of it. It's not coming from me, maybe. Who's the group of invisible people? I don't know. Just, like, those people who would sound- be, like, if you're... That sounds like you're subconscious okay. manifesting in a group of invisible people. No, I mean, you worry about what would people think or what would people say, right? But who are these people? Exactly. Yeah. Is that my subconscious? I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but it sounds like it. Um, 
Is this about to finish? Yeah, it will be. But so, um, any final thoughts from you on this one? Uh, yeah, it's definitely still a growing period. I think if you are uncomfortable with money, start talking about it to people. Even saying, yeah. I'm really uncomfortable with this and it's something I need to work on, but don't ignore it because it is a huge part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, you need to be yeah. comfortable asking for money. So start having those conversations and working on it now. I think it's really good. Great final thought. And I think I, I, I quite, I quite like, uh, I quite like this uh, episode because I feel like it's sort of trading the balance between us discussing ourselves, but also maybe offering a bit of value at the same time, which I think is good if we can help people at the same time. But I would say I'd finish by saying, um, if you haven't got clients, you haven't got a business, and you need the more if you want to help people in your business, you need clients to keep that business going. And in fact, actually, the more clients your business has, the healthier it is generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so just focus on the impact. And, uh, and make sure your products do what they're absolutely, going, yeah. that you're saying. Make sure do. you're not, you're just, and that should be a given, right? Make sure you're honest and ethical and you're actually going to deliver on your promises. Yeah. But I mean, I really hope that 99.9% of people listening to this are that sort of person. Yeah. I hope so. But yes... Nice talking to you. Oh, nice chatting to you all. And uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week.